Welcome to the first episode of Model Talk, the premier podcast for AGS, the premier American political simulation on Discord. So this episode is going to be about state elections for November. Uh, So to really begin this episode, we're going to talk about the political parties in AGS and the political system inside AGS. So AGS is a two-party-plus system, as we call it in the business. Now, there are three parties in AGS, but two of them are really the only major ones. The two major parties are the Progressives and the Grand Old Party, or the GOP, also commonly referred to as Republicans. So let's, let's break down what each of these parties is actually about. First off, the Progressives. They are really, uh, I would say right now, the most dominant party and the simulation, and they are the, the by far the strongest left-wing party, uh, especially after the rebranding of the Democrats as Whigs, which brings us to the Whigs. The Whigs are, a, for the most part, they are solely based in the state of Dixie, uh, which makes them extremely limited when it comes to elections and how many seats they actually gain in federal elections. Uh, and they are very much more a centrist center party, and they're not that competitive overall. They they are not not compared to the progressives of the GOP. Finally, we we do have the GOP now, which is they they are very much like the in real life GOP. However, right now they're having a divide between the more moderate members of the GOP and some more fringe members of the GOP. Basically, it's it's a divide between people who are more towards the center, people who are more farther right. Which has, I think, caused a bit a bit of term, turmoil, maybe not turmoil in the party, but I think it definitely when next leadership elections roll around, they they're going to have difficulty. Mainly due to the fact I think many of the members of the GOP's current administration, inner inner party administration, are moderates, and I think you'll see the f- more fringe members attempt to oust the moderates' uh, power in the GOP. It's something to watch for. We'll we'll go more in detail on parties though in future episodes. Uh... Alright, so now we're going to go into the modifiers for this election. Uh, it's pretty much the same as most elections. It's uh, If you authored any bills, those uh, you'll get modifiers. If you are in a leadership position in the state, you'll get modifiers. Uh, if you had a 9% or higher attendance rate when it came to signing things and bills and such in the Congress, you get modifiers and incumbents get modifiers uh also of course serious debate discussion you you get modifiers those are all pretty standard by now Uh, the main difference right now though is coming to list so only the top three individuals in a list can hold a rally and then only the top five can hold two ads which really means it's very important in the best interest of the party to gain seats in the states, in the state assemblies, you know, by posting those ads and by posting those rallies. Because really, 
what ends up happening is if you don't post those ads or those rallies, it could it could make the difference between gaining or not gaining seats. I mean, that's just how it kind of is. And, you know, I'd be very interested to see if there's any members in the top five or top three spots that don't post. You know, I think because I think that really I'm, I'm actually kind of glad about it. it punishes people who, you know, don't do anything during campaigns. You know, and don't choose to help out their parties or their alliances. So before I get into each state and start breaking down things, let me just also mention real quick the SDA, or the Social Democratic Alliance. The SDA is an alliance between the Progressive Party and the Whigs, which basically, it benefits both parties. First off, it allows progressives to gain majorities in legislators and the federal government, Congress, to... Yeah, it basically allows them to gain majorities that they can trust pass to pass bills that go along with them. It also allows the Whigs to gain seats in legislators where they normally wouldn't gain seats. So, and what's important to remember at the SDA, though, is that they run primaries, joint primaries. So that means the list of candidates for each state and for each uh, federal election are both made up of progressive and Whig members. And so uh, just remember that when I say SDA list for the states here. First off, we have the North, which has seven seats available in the People's People's Congress. We have Dixie, which has five seats in the State Assembly open, and Jefferson, which has all five seats in the Parliament open, including a special senatorial election, which will be the one to watch, I think, for this election, The, 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 the seat to watch. It's a federal senator seat, And we'll we'll go into more detail about that later in the episode. So let's go ahead and take a look at the GOP list of, basically the GOP lineup for the North. Uh, You have a good mix of some new members of the GOP that have emerged recently, such as uh, Hop28, uh, and Telegreen for the win. But you also have this, uh, you have L-O-T-R and Romulus. You know, and that's a really interesting, uh, two to be in this list. Uh, because it, first off, you have L-O-T-R, who is a very big figurehead in the moderate uh, Republicans, and Romulus, who is a very fringe-right Republican, and he's a big individual in that movement right now. So I'm, you know, if they both get elected into the North, I'm very interested to see how many, how how they'll work together. Uh, also worth noting, there's seven seats in the North Congress, and the GOP have selected five members of their party to run there. This is the most they have out of all states of individuals running. So it appears to be that they are banking on winning a lot of seats in the North. It seems like they're focusing on the North. That is a tactic you'll see with parties. And when it comes to state elections, a party's resources are divided three ways. So a lot of times you'll see a party choose to focus on a particular state to win and choose to really focus hard on that state. And then for the SDA lineup, you have a, a good mix of some pretty big figureheads in the SDA, mainly independent affiliates, such as Ymir, Noah, 
Noam. I'm not really sure if you say his name. That's N-O-A-M. You have uh, Code Green, who has been an up-and-rising lawyer. Uh, you should, re- If you haven't, go check out his court cases. They are fascinating. Uh, a few new members of the SDA. And uh, you have uh, two progressives, Imana and Alia. So, really, uh, the North has been traditionally a communist area. Uh, so, of course, you'll see you know, many individuals on this list are far-left individuals who will most likely support Indy governor. It is in the GOP's best interest, however, to get a majority this election. Because, obviously, they want to form an opposition government to the governor right now, who is Indy Prez, a very far-left individual. Uh, so it's very interesting to see how dedicated the you know and as I've seen seen so far in the campaign channel they are they are really dedicated to winning this current election getting a majority it appears with their ads. All right, so moving on to Dixie, you have the GOP's lineup, which is actually their smallest lineup out of all three states, and so that leads me to believe that. Uh, they're not really. They don't really care much about Dixie right now. We're getting a lot of seats in Dixie. Uh, I will say, take a note. Uh, Andrew Glaze is a up and rising member of the GOP that I've noticed in the debate and campaign channels for Dixie. So they'll be one to watch. Uh, this Chad Net guy is also another fringe right GOP member. And you have Patty, who is sort of this in-between moderate and fringe right member of the GOP. I'm not really too sure where Patty stands on things. And But he, he is a good uh, individual, though, to have in Dixie. And he is a GOP member that I do have a lot of respect for. But definitely Andrew Glaze and Chad Nett will be, one, will be two to watch. For the SDA list, it's pretty typical. You have many of the wig, three wigs... This is the only list any Whigs appear on for the SDA is in Dixie, which makes sense. They're a Dixie-based state. Uh, you have two progressives. Yeah, so it's it's pretty standard for Dixie, I would say. Nothing really special is going on. We're going to move ahead on to Jefferson. Uh, so Jefferson has five seats. The GOP has put four. And the SDA has put five. And, uh, so it looks like there's going to be some competition in Jefferson. However, I will say that many of the people on the GOP list are either new or low-profile members, for the exception of Valerie, who is, who's been pretty high-profile, at least in the Congress, Federal Congress. However, they are third on this list of individuals, so I'm not... Really, uh, that's actually very odd for, you know, considering their position within the Congress, uh, how they've been in opposition in the uh, J.O. committee, that they don't have more popularity. Uh, for the SDA list, you have, a, it's a very strong progressive list. There's no independents or Whigs. It's all the, I think, the, the rock stars of the progressive party. You have Cool Dad, Not a Name, Disguised Jet. Uh, Astro, we only really have one new member, which is uh, Jacob Rich Richardson. So, 
it, uh, you know, it's Jefferson might be a little competitive, but I think it's kind of leaning towards an SDA uh, win and here. Moving forward, you have uh, the Senator race in Jefferson, which this is going to be the thing to watch for this election, the Senator race. It's going to be against Cool Dad and God Morals. And this is an extremely important race for the GOP and the Progressive Party. Uh, Congress, the, the Senate and the Federal Congress, is divided practically between the Republicans, who have a barely a majority because of the vice president being Republican, and the progressives, who have only three seats. If God Morrill is able to win the Senate seat, the uh, GOP has a supermajority in the Senate, giving them a lot of power against the House and Politifile, who is an SDA independent. President Politifile, who is an SDA independent. So it is really important for the progressives, though, to get Cool Dad to win this Senate seat and to remain this current weird balance in the Senate. Uh, I, I Honestly, it's very surprising because early, earlier tonight, LOTR denounced God Morals and gave an endorsement to Cool Dad. So I'm wondering if the fellow moderates in the Republican Party are going to follow LOTR's suit or follow the party line. Uh, that's definitely something to watch for in the next coming few days. And with that, we're going to get into my election result predictions now. Starting with the North. First off, the North is an extreme battleground state. Uh, both sides really want to gain a majority in the Congress here. The GOP is, really wants to gain a majority to form opposition to Andy Prez. And the SDA wants to gain a majority to really keep the status quo. Uh, however, seeing how aggressive so far the GOP has been in their advertisement campaign, I, I think it's going to be a GOP majority in the North Congress. I, I really do think that. However, being such a battleground state, it could easily go the other way. Easily. Really, it's something we're going to have to sit here and we're going to have to watch carefully over the next few days and see how this progresses. And to really see how, if, if the GOP can actually manage to get a majority here. Going on to Dixie, we have, really, I think it's going to be an SGA majority with a GOP minority. Uh, it could be different, but I just, I just don't see it going any other way than that. In all honesty. Uh, and of course the SDA will have two Whigs in the uh, SDA side of things. And one Progressive. And the GOP will be two GOP members. So, yeah, it's, uh, Dixie's pretty boring to look at. I'm not expecting anything amazing happening out of Dixie. Jefferson. Uh, because of the certain individuals that are in Jefferson for the SDA. And I know how... Those are the rock stars, and those are some of the most dedicated people in the Progressive Party. I'm going to call an SDA majority with a GOP minority. The uh, SDA has a very strong influence in Jefferson, and I, I just don't see it suddenly going over to the GOP. For the Senate, Senate race, it, it's going to be cool to have that wins. 
I'm sorry, but with all the amounts of endorsements he's receiving, uh, I think that he's going to receive even more from more moderate Republicans. I, I just honestly, I don't see how Cool Dad is going to win this. I think it will be by some miracle. I'm sorry, not Cool Dad. I mean, how God's morals is going to win this. It would have to be some horrible miracle for God morals to actually pull a win in this Senate election. And but with uh, Cool Dad winning the election, that means the Senate status quo will stay the same for the rest of the congressional session. So really, that's that's uh, pretty much everything I should have on the state elections. Just remember, watch the North and watch that Senate election in Jefferson. That is very important. Uh, these things are very, very important to look at. Because these things will affect the sim in the long run, politically, and change, and could even change the political system for the coming months. Uh, with that, I think I'm going to sign off now. I uh, hope you enjoyed listening. If you like what you heard, please follow and uh, give some feedback in the Discord server. Alright, bye.